Whenever I start to investigate something, I like to start with something that I actually know the answer to in at least one way so I can verify that I've got the right technique going in another way. So for example, let's approximate or find exactly the area bounded by some functions, we're going to call them f of x, and the lines y equals 0, x equals 0, and x equals 2. Now remember the line y equals 0 is another name for the x-axis, y equals 0. And x equals 0 is right here at the origin, and x equals 2 may be right here. And it's a vertical line, right? So x equals 0 is another name for the y-axis. And f of x is 4, meaning y is 4 no matter what x is. So that's our horizontal line, y equals 4. And I shouldn't mess up my scale so much, so let me make this smaller here. I'm bounded above by my line up here, so I'm going to have to make two smaller. It's still not quite to scale, my apologies for that. So we'll have to keep in mind that this is 4 and this is 2. So the area bounded by f of x, y equals 0, x equals 0, and x equals 2 is this oh-so-exciting box, or rectangle, right here. Now the reason why I picked a rectangle to start with, using f of x equals 4, is because I know the, the area of a rectangle without having to use calculus. So I know this area should be the width times the length. Or you could think width times height. That might be helpful for this section as well. And the area is 2 times 4, or 8 square units, whatever they are. If these units are measuring centimeters, then square centimeters. If it's feet, then square feet. So I'm going to say square units here. All of it, the areas that we find today, are going to be in square units. But I just want to at least write it once. So the area is 8. And we know that by just using the formula for the area of a rectangle. Now, if I wanted to, I could also have broken that up in, in different ways to find the area. And we'll come back to that in a minute. But we don't need to yet. So let's just talk about the area being 2 times 4, or 8. Now, the next function, f of x equals 2 minus x. First of all, we have to graph that. I'm going to get rid of my square units here. 2 minus x. If x is 0, oops, let me change that. I want to go up to the same place as I did on the first one. So I really want that to be 4 minus 2x. You'll see why in a minute. When x is 0 now, y is 4, just like it was for y equals 4. But this time, we have a line with a negative slope, because it's negative 2 times x to the first power. That's another name for y. So it's a linear function with a negative slope. And one way to graph a linear function is to graph its x and y-intercepts. So I just graphed the y-intercept. The x-intercept is what make, is the x value that makes y equal to 0. So that's when x is 2, right? So you can see there's a pattern to this. And I'm sorry, I have to drag out my scale to make life easier in the future. So uh, this is not drawn to scale. My 4 is over here and my 2 is over here, but that's all right. So the line goes like that. The area I'm looking for is the area bounded by 
f of x equals 4 minus 2x, x equals 0, y equals 0, and x equals 2. So I'm looking at this triangular region this time. A little more exciting than a rectangle, but not much, right? What's the area of the triangular region? Well, the easiest way to remember it is to remember that this triangle is half of the rectangle formed by making straight lines from the 2 and the 4. And so the area is 1 half what I call normally, well, we call the base and the height. I was calling it the width and the height, but the width could also be considered the base, right? So the area is just 1 half of 2 times 4, or half of the area of the rectangle that I started with. So you can see why I wanted to set this up so that it, the y values on the y-intercept was the same and the x-intercept was the same. So I have the area is 4 square units, half of the area of the rectangle. Again, this is nothing new, right? You've seen this in your algebra class and for probably quite a while. Um, it doesn't, the formula for triangles, also, they don't have to be right triangles. This one happens to be a right triangle, but it works even for non-right triangles. It's just your height is measured on this dotted line here instead of as one of the sides of the triangle. So you could also have the height in here in the base. Or you could have a triangle like this, and then the height is actually outside the triangle, and then um, the base is here. So anyway, the point is, not a geometry lesson, but just to start with things that we actually know the areas for because the very next function is more interesting. Suppose we've got f of x equals x squared, and I'm looking at the region on the same interval. So I'm going to x equals 2, and I'm going to y equals 4, and I've got a parabola at starting at the origin and then opening up. Now the parabola would go over here, but I'm not interested in that part of the region. I only want the one between 0 and 2 on the x-axis and going up to um, at y equals 4. And the reason why I know it goes up to y equals 4 is how. If they just tell me the region between x equals 0, x equals 2, y equals 0, that's the x-axis, and the graph y equals x squared, How do I know it goes up to 4? Because if x goes up to 2, y goes up to 2 squared or 4. So I've got a similar region in the sense that the x value um, is going to 2. So the interval on the x-axis is 0 to 2. And the interval on the y-axis is also 0 to 4. But the region itself is different. It's kind of like you want to paint the side of a skateboard ramp or something. And, you know, you need to, maybe you, it's advertising, think of business. And you need to know how much paint you need in order to paint, first of all, the backdrop, and then you're going to paint lettering and pictures on top of that. So you need to know the area of this ramp. If you know that it's shaped like a parabola, then uh, you can use y equals x squared. And in the future, you can use calculus. But until then, we can only approximate. Because why? Why can't I get an exact area using the math that we've learned up until this point? The curvature here is not something that we've defined a formula for so far. I mean, we have a formula for the area of a triangle. We have the formula for an area of a rectangle. We even have a formula for the area of a circle. 
but we don't have one for a parabola here and the area underneath it. So I'm going to need calculus in the future, but right now, in order to understand the calculus in the future, I need to understand something called approximating areas with rectangles. So let's go back to our original rectangle, the rectangle of rectangles right here, 2 by 4, 2 by 4 rectangle. And we know that it's got an area of 8 because we've been taught this forever and ever, but somewhere back in your past, hopefully, Someone might have taught it to you this way. You, you could break that up into two rectangles, couldn't you? Each of width one. And they probably even taught it to you with little blocks, like one by one blocks. And you would see that there's one, two, three, four rows of one by one blocks and two columns of them. So you have one, two, three, four rows here and one, two, three, four here. So you have a total of eight blocks way back in school. Maybe they taught it to you this way. But we use that same idea to come up with the fact that the area of the first rectangle, I could call it A1, is 1 times 4, or again, those four blocks. And then this area of the second rectangle, A2, is also 4. So the total area is 4 plus 4, or 8. So I can add up the areas of the two rectangles and get the total area of the big rectangle. And the way that I got the area of each individual rectangle was taking the height times the width. It's easiest when there's a width of 1, but will it work even with a width of a half? What if I used a width of a half? I'm going to have to erase this now. If I broke it up into four rectangles, in this section we're going to call that n equals 4 then what's the width of each one? You might be able to intuitively see that since the previous rectangle had width 1, each of these has width a half. Or you can see you've got a total range here, right? x goes from 0 to 2. So you have a total of 2 units distance to cover. And if you're going to do it with 4 rectangles, you have to take 2 divided by 4. Let me do that over here or a half. Well, what do we call this width along here? If you recall from your days of the derivative, we call that delta x, right? Sorry, this is getting messy. Let me clear this out a little. Delta x is 2 minus 0 over the number of rectangles. So it's the last x value minus the first x value over the number of rectangles, and so that's a half. We're going to come back to that when it's not so obvious. We're going to use this formula b minus a over n number of rectangles to get the width of each rectangle. Then when you take the width times the height or length, you have height times width plus, I could call it h1 and w1, right? Plus h2, w2, plus h3, w3, plus h4, w4, because I have four rectangles. That'll give me the total area. Because it's a rectangle, it'll give me the exact area. The height each time is 4. The width each time is a half. So I really have 4 times a half added up 4 times. So I could just say that times 4, right? Because in this example, the widths are all the same. They're all a half. And the heights are all the same. They're all 4. So I have a total of 2 times 4 again. 
So I could do this over and over with as many rectangles as I wanted, and I'm always going to get an answer of area equals to 8. Now that's incredibly boring because it's a rectangle, and so you might be asking, what is the point? Why I could have done it from the very beginning using length times width. The point is, now that we know this procedure with something that we know the answer for, we're going to use it for other areas. Now this one, we know the area should be equal to 4 square units. And because this function is no longer constant, it's not just a horizontal line, if I break this up into rectangles, I'm going to get an approximation for the area. I'll show you what I mean. Suppose, I'm going to erase that B. Suppose I break it up into two, two, and we're going to call them rectangles, two regions, but then I'm going to use rectangles to approximate them. It's actually interesting that how I, use, how I draw the rectangle affects my answer. If I draw the rectangle like this, then this rectangle is going to be kind of big, right? It over adjusts for this area here. And if I do that rectangle there, and then I do this rectangle up to 4 and over, that's going to over adjust as well, isn't it? Now what this is using is something called the right endpoint. Now when you had this taught to you in class, this should sound familiar. Using the right endpoint to measure the height of the rectangle, and then getting the value on the y function for your height. So let's, let me show you what that is with the triangles. I know the answer should be 4. The answer is actually going to be too big. It's not quite going to be all the way to 8, because basically, I don't know if you can see this, the two rectangles are like these two right here. They should have same width, and mine obviously are off a little bit. That's a little closer. So the area is going to be this big rectangle plus this big rectangle. And it won't at least include this part. This part would have come from the rectangle. But it's still going to be an overestimate of the actual area. So using something called right endpoints, my area is going to be the the area of the first rectangle plus the area of the second rectangle. The area of the first rectangle is height 1 times width 1. And the area of the second rectangle is height 2 times width 2. And the width is constant. The width is also called delta x. And you can see that the width is 1. Or you could take 2 minus 0 is 2, divided by 2 is 1. 2 over 2 is 1. We're going to do that more in the future. So b minus a is 2 minus 0, which is 2. Divided by two rectangles is a width of 1. So delta x, or w, is 1. So w1 and w2 equal 1. So all it comes down to in this example is the height. h1 is this height in the middle here. Uh, Actually, I said right endpoints, and that's entirely wrong. Again, I'm dyslexic. I don't know if I told you that, because I always think left is right, because I'm left-handed. But uh, left endpoints, the height comes from this part 
of the function and over, and this part of the function and over to the right. So my height of the big rectangle is, in this case, it's 4, isn't it? But you also could get that by plugging 0 in for x into f of x, couldn't you? It's the point 0, comma 4 on the function, on the graph. So it's 4 times 1 plus, if you plug 1 into x, sorry, 1 into the function 4x, you get 4 minus 2 times 1, which is 2. 4 minus 2. So this actually gives us an area that's too big of 4 times 1 plus 2 times 1, because delta x is always 1, or 6 square units. We knew it would be too big. It's off by 50% of what it should be. It should be 4 square units, and it's 6 square units. So it's an overestimate because I used rectangles when it wasn't a rectangular shape. It was curved. It was actually not curved, but angled. If I use the right endpoints, see if I can get this right this time, then I'm going to draw the same region. It's faster than erasing and fixing. I'm going to use the same width. I'm going to use two rectangles, both width 1, 2 minus 0 over 2 rectangles. By the way, we say n equals 2 for the number of rectangles being 2. If I use the right endpoints, that means if I look at my first interval from 0 to 1, I use x equals 1 to plug into my function, and that puts me right here. Then I go back to the beginning of my interval, and that's this rectangle right here. Now you can see that I've already missed some of this region. So this one, I'm going to miss some right here. Let's see if the same thing happens over here. If I use the right endpoint over here, I go all the way over to 2. F of 2, though, that's just 0. So that doesn't give me any area. So I'm really missing a lot if I use the right endpoint, because all I get is this one little area right here in the box, and I don't get either of these two triangles. How much do you think it'll be off by? Well, let's find out. So using the right endpoints, the total area is still, well, it would be A1 plus A2, but A2 is 0, isn't it? Because I started over here, and there's no y, no increase in the y when x is 2. So the area is going to be just a1, which is the height of, I'm going to write a little more notation this time to help us in the future, f of 1 times w, or I don't like w, I'm going to use delta x. f of x times delta x. Delta x is constant here at 1. F of 1, I plug 1 in for x, and that's 4 minus 2, or 2. So this time, the area is too small. 2 square units is all I get because I add 0 from the other one. 2 square units. Again, the answer should be 4. This one's off the other direction, right? So it's too small. How could I improve upon this approximation? Well, first of all, I know we have a formula for triangles, but the whole point of doing a triangle through with this example is because I do know the answer, I can see that what my answer should be and what I get are two different things. Now, how can I get a better approximation if I really have my heart set on using this rectangle technique? Just remember when we were trying to get approximations for derivatives using the secant line. 
the more accurate we wanted our secant line to be in approximating the derivative, what did we do with delta x? What did we do with our delta x? We took delta x and made it smaller, right? If we wanted a more accurate um, derivative approximated by a secant line, we made the, the distance between the two points on the graph closer together so that the secant line would be a good representation of the tangent line. The closer these two points got together, the closer the secant line slope came to be uh, the tangent line slope. So we can use the same idea. We can borrow from, um, actually last semester I borrowed from Zeno, Zeno's paradox. But I borrow from the calculus idea of making smaller and smaller intervals. And another way to make smaller and smaller intervals is to use more and more rectangles, right? Just like we did with the rectangle. With the rectangle, it didn't matter because no matter how you did it, you got the right area. But if you don't have a constant, you have a slope or even a curve in the next with the skateboard ramp, then you're going to need to approximate. So if I took this triangle and I broke it up into four rectangles and I have written right endpoints here. We'll draw actually both of them on this one. Let's start with the right endpoint. First of all, halfway between 0 and 1 is our x value after 0. And then halfway between 1 and 2 is 3 halves, our x value after 1. So I have 0, a half, 1, 3 halves, 2 are my 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 x values. Depending on whether I start with the left endpoint or the right endpoint, uh, it affects my area, and you'll see why right now. Let's do the right endpoint first this time. I go to 1 half. That's my first x value to uh, get a y value from the function. And then that forms the rectangle right here. So when I plug 1 half in for x, actually, into the original function, 4 minus 2x up here, a half times 2 is 1. 4 minus 1 is 3. So the first y value is 3. When x equals 1, I think we already got that one, right? Isn't y equal to 2? Again, my scale's off a little. I apologize. When x equals 3 halves, you can guess it's probably 1, right? <laughs> Based on the constant slope of a linear function. If you plug 3 halves in, you do get 1 for y. So when x is 3 halves, oops, I forgot to draw my rectangles here. When x is 3 halves, y is 1. So we have a little rectangle of height 1. And the last rectangle still has height 0. So now, if you add up these areas, I don't even really have to write it, do I? Because all of these are nice, easy numbers, this time I have three areas added up together. I mean, technically, I have four, but one of them is 0, right? So I have four areas, four rectangles to add up the areas of but the last rectangle has area 0. So my total area approximated, I should say approximately, right, is a half times 3. Well, I do have the 1 half from delta x. That makes it kind of a pain, right? The width is a half. The height is 3. Here, the width is a half. The height is 2. And then I have a height of 1 and a width of a half again. So I, I could have done 1 half on the outside, and then 3 plus 2 plus 1 on the inside, couldn't I? So I have 6 over 2, which is 
3, which is better than an approximation of 2, but still under approximating. Why is it an under approximation? Because I've got this extra part here. The white part has not been accounted for, and it's part of the area. How could I get an over approximation? If I wanted to over approximate, I use, in this case, over approximation comes from using the left endpoints. It depends on the function. But if I now start at x equals 0, and I go up all the way up here to y equals 4 to make my first rectangle, the black rectangle, I don't know if you can see it up here, the black rectangle is my rectangle from using the left endpoint. And then the next x value, I use the left endpoint of this interval from 1 half to 1. That takes me up to right here on the function. I go over and down to the right endpoint of the interval. Then this is my new left endpoint for the next interval. It puts me right here on the function. When I plug in 1 for x, I get y equals 2. I go over at y equals 2 and then down to x equals 3 halves, like that. And then x equals 3 halves is the left endpoint of my last rectangle this time. I have extra area instead of it being zero. So now you can see, I'll shade in the extra part, the over approximation, using the right endpoint this time. Using the right endpoints, is that right? I never fixed this, so I guess I'm all right. The previous one was left endpoints. Sorry about that. Using the right endpoints, Oh, no, I'm, I'm wrong. It was right the first time. Like I said, left and right, is my, they're my nemesis. All right, left. I started here and went up to the graph. The left endpoints, I still have four areas to add up. They still have the same width, delta x equals a half, but the heights are different this time. So area 1 has height 4, I multiply by a half, plus area 2 has height 3, multiplied by a half. So area 2 is 3 halves. Plus, the height of the next rectangle is 2, multiplied by a half. Again, I could have factored out the half, right? Made life easier for myself. But this is how it's written in the book. You have the height times the width, plus the height times the width, and so on. When I add these up, I get, let me factor it out, it's easier. Factor out that delta x of 1 half, I have 4 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1. So I have approximately a half of 9 plus 1 is 10, or 5. When I used two rectangles and used the left endpoints, the over approximation, I got an area of 6 square units. When I use four rectangles, I get an area of 5 square units. So, and the true answer is an area of 4 square units. So you can see, and it makes sense, The more rectangles I use, the better the approximation of the area under the curve. So triangles or no triangles, I'm trying to use an example that we already know the answer to in order to see a technique for approximating areas using rectangles. And one way to get a better approximation is to use more and more rectangles. Now, of course, we don't want to use a million rectangles because then we have a million calculations to do, right? So there's kind of a balance, depending on the function, what you can get away with. In 
your homework, you're going to be told how many rectangles to use. They're going to say n equals, in this case, 4. Oops, let me change this. Now I'm using n equals 4 rectangles. Or they might say n equals 8 or n equals 10. Or they might want you to use a calculator or a computer spreadsheet, and then they might ask for 100 rectangles. And then you know you have a pretty good approximation, don't you? So we're going to go very quickly to the computer and use a spreadsheet to do all this manual calculation for us pretty soon. But before then, I want to at least address this skateboard ramp problem. And if you look at the skateboard ramp, I'm using f of x equals x squared. Now, you can imagine that we're not going to be able to get an exact approximation without some new trick that we haven't learned yet. However, we can use the same technique that we used with the um, triangular region and make some rectangles to approximate the area. Now, if I just use four rectangles, then that's going to break me up again. My x-axis, the interval, still goes from 0 to 2. I made that intentionally. And if I want four rectangles, then my, my four rectangles are going to have width of delta x equals v minus a over n, which is 2 minus 0 over 4, if n equals 4, which it does right now. And so our delta x is still going to be a half. What's going to be different based on this function is f of x, the height. The height depends on whether I pick the right endpoint or the left endpoint. You can see definitely if I use, in this case, it's the right endpoint. If I start by x equaling a half and then going up to the function, that y value is what makes the top of my rectangle. Then I'm going to have an over approximation. If I use the left endpoint, I'll use the red for that. The first one, the left endpoint, is 0 for this problem. And so I have a height of 0, meaning I have an area of 0. So that one, I'm going to miss a little bit of the graph right here, but not a lot. Then the next left endpoint takes me up to, to this point on the graph right here. And then I go over and down. So again, I'm missing this part of the curve. Then the next left endpoint takes me over and down. I'm missing this part of the curve. And then the last left endpoint misses a lot of the curve. Now, um, you might have noticed with the last example, the area was um, 4 square units. Because it was a triangular region, I actually could have averaged the, the over adjustment with the under adjustment with the same number of rectangles. And I would have had 6 plus 2 over 2 or 8 over 2 or 4. So because it was a nice straight curve um, making my region, an average of the two worked, would have worked out nicely for me. Now with curvy regions, an average might not give you the exact area, but it at least would be closer than any one uh, left endpoint or right endpoint approximation. So we're going to look at that too. And in order to do that, I want to start with a clean board, and we're going to start, and we're actually going to set the whole thing up and get approximations.